It's Be A Doer with Master Fitness Trainer, John Abdo. And welcome back to another podcast with John Abdo, Master Fitness Trainer, Coach John Abdo. My name is Steve Syatt. I get to ask the questions, but John Abdo gives us all the information we need. And we're really kind of drilling down into fitness programs that are right for us. Uh, John has mentioned in a previous podcast that we really shouldn't be doing this by ourselves. We should be under the tutelage of a of a trainer. Uh, let's talk just a little bit more about about who that trainer exactly is. Uh, how do we know they're right for us? Uh, and and also, I want to sort of toss in a second question, John, to you, which is. Uh, before we go into a particular training, you know, sort of regimen program that, that is customized for us, uh, should we be looked at? Uh, should we be tested? I, I hear sometimes running is great, but running may not be for everyone. It's the, the, those kinds of questions. Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of trainers like, like to test their, their students at the beginning uh, and I think, you know, uh, you know, the obvious step on the scale, let's see what you weigh. Let's take the tape measure and, and, and measure, you know, every area of your body because we definitely want to see uh, physical changes. Obviously, most people want to lose weight, so we want the tape measure to go down. But there's some people who want to gain weight. I want to get more muscular. So we want those measurements uh, to go up. Um, there's uh, flexibility tests, there's heart rate tests, there's blood tests, there's so many things you could do if you have access to those and uh, you can afford them, by all means, go ahead because any type of biomarker will indicate uh, whether, wh- whether or how you are progressing. So those are all very, uh, very advantageous. I like body fat tests, although those are very controversial because everyone will say there's really no accurate body fat or body composition test. But the thing is, if it's not 100% accurate, it, it, you can match it if you use the same test. Let's say, for instance, if I take my body fat today with a set of calipers, right? Someone will say, well, that's not really that accurate. But if I take it again a week from now with the same calipers in the exact same spots that I pinched my, my, my uh, body areas with, it will show, you know, consistency. So that, again, is another way to, uh, to, to, uh, to biomark yourself. As far as picking a trainer, that's a rough thing because a, a, a personal trainer is, is, is really a relationship. A lot of people develop, you know, very strong relationships with their, with their trainers. And I say that uh, firsthand because in reverse, I develop great relationships with my students. It's, it's, it's it's more than uh, more than professional. We we become friends. We we get to know each other. I I have to know what they're thinking outside of the gym or outside the workout facility to understand what their uh, energy levels are. If somebody's really stressed or if they've had a really tough time or they're trying to take care of aging parents or something like that, you know, obviously that's something that's like, hey, you know. You need to exercise. You need you need to work. You know your cardiovascular, your respiratory, your nervous system, your muscular system. We need we we need to we need to re-energize everything. But at the same time, if somebody's under a lot of stress, their body is trying to manage that stress uh, and exercise is voluntary stress. So to add stress on top of stress could be uh, too much of a good thing. Um, good thing on top of a bad thing. Right. So you just have you you just have to. Uh, you have to weigh it out. So good trainers are those who really 
can observe your body, can observe your body energy. I could tell, Steve, when, when, when I have people work out, I could tell by their facial expressions. I could just tell by the way that they're contracting a muscle. I mean, I'm sure you've seen people straining their muscles start to shake and vibrate and stuff like that. Sometimes that's a little too much. You don't want to get to the point where your body is trying to overexert in order for you to, to, uh, to manage uh, some type of load or resistance or exercise. It's much better to go through the motion comfortably, easily, because what you're doing, you're sending signals back to the brain. I could do this. This is easy. So if you do things that are too hard or too clumsy or too uncoordinated, those signals are going to go to the brain. And, and people, how many people do you talk to? that have exercised for long periods of time or have tried exercising periodically throughout their whole life and they'll continue to say, I hate exercising. I hate exercising. Exercising is fun. Exercising is enjoyable. Exercising is rewarding, uh, but it's only fun, rewarding, uh, and, and enjoyable uh, when you do it correctly. How many days a week should we be exercising, John? I think every day we should do something. Now, some people go, oh my gosh, and now I gotta commit to doing something every day. For instance, okay, I'm gonna throw in a little plug here for my abdur. We, we could sit on the abdur and for one minute, 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever you wanna do, stretch out your back, relieve the tension, the compression, the, the stress, and the, and the uh, you know, all the, all the tight muscles, and just relieve that. That is so advantageous. You didn't pound, you didn't kick, you didn't jump, you didn't huff and puff, you didn't, you know, uh, you know, have to grit your teeth. You did something that was relaxing, but at the same time, from a fitness and health standpoint, extremely beneficial. So that said, something like that, if you if you just want to do a yoga stretch, if you just want to, you know, sit down and lean over and try to touch your toes, or if you want to stand up and you got the stability for it, do that. Just do some stretching, some, some mobilizing uh, motions. I think that those should be done every single day. When it comes to weight training, again, you've heard me say to different strokes, different folks in, in previous podcasts, depending on who you are, what you are, why you're exercising, if you're training for the Olympics or some world championship competition, or if you're just somebody who you know has a life, you have a family, you got a business, you're taking care of your aging parents, and hey, you know, I'm going to be uh, committed to exercising, then then you just monitor what energy you have for that day or for that session and exert that energy. But don't overexert, Steve, because the number one reason why people fail at exercise is because they overtrain, they overdo it. And when you don't recover from training, it is one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst things you could ever experience. And I, I chuckle because it just keeps reminding me of all the times I've been overtrained and how slow and sore and miserable you are because you tried to exercise, i.e. a good thing, but you got too much of a good thing. So it's just monitoring it. And sometimes we don't know how to monitor it until we have enough experience. So that's why I tell people stick with it every single day, every single week, every single month, you'll be learning yourself because that's, that's what it's all about, to learn yourself. And that's why people hire personal trainers, because they believe that the trainer knows more about them than they know about themselves. But I always teach my students and my athletes to learn themselves so they can understand who they are and, more importantly, how to exert and recover from their energies. 
Forever I've heard this expression, John Abdo, no pain, no gain. That expression, is it? Is that, it? Yeah, that's, that's a very valid expression. And it all depends on the level of pain and, and uh, how much gain. Now, again, for a competitive athlete, we know they have to train hard. And we know, we know training hard brings soreness and injuries and sweating and, you know, blood, sweat and tears and, you know, uh, a lot of sacrifices. But the gain, because the, the, the pain is the catabolic. That's where your body breaks down. It, you intentionally tear your body down. And your body's own natural defense mechanism to tear down, Mother Nature's given us this phenomenal, uh, you know, in, incredible system called our metabolism, our anabolic metabolism, and saying, oh, John, oh, Steve, you got some sore muscles. You, you know, th these muscles need repair. Guess what? We're going to internally produce our own hormones that starts in the pituitary and hypothalamus, goes down to our gonads, ovaries, uh, testicles, our adrenals. All these glands in the body start producing these hormones, which do what? They repair our body. So, that's 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 the uh, the the uh, the pain going into the gain. Now, the more you intentionally put yourself under, i.e., the pain or under exercise, the more your body becomes conditioned to its own anabolic metabolism. So, people who don't exercise often, and let's say, for instance, how many people you know that go play in this uh, the uh, the company uh, summer. Um, a softball game and everyone's like sore or crippled like the next week or whatever. They didn't exercise all year. And here they are playing softball, swinging a bat, throwing a ball and running the base and all that, all that stuff. Well, they're, they're, they, they haven't done that for a long time. And by having all that pain, you know, all the muscle contractions and explosions, it really tears their bodies apart and they can't recover from that. But little short bouts of exercise, that's why we, I always promote consistency, little short bouts of exercise, i.e. little doses of the pain that we can tolerate, our bodies become stronger and more resilient because we're teaching our body through the pituitary, hypothalamus, the gonads, the adrenals to saying, hey, you know, this is part of our lifestyle. We need to internally manufacture what we need to manufacture in order for us to recuperate from our pain so we're always in gain mode. And it's a wonderful, beautiful process, Steve. Awesome, John. We are going to continue with our intro to fitness series with John Abdo. So stay with us on these podcasts. My name is Steve Syatt. John Abdo is America's most beloved fitness trainer. And, of course, he's the man who invented and is behind the Abdoer 360. And guess what? We're going to talk about the Abdoer in our next podcast. So stay with us. Thanks for joining us. And thank you, John Abdo. Thanks again. Appreciate it, Steve. You're listening to Be a Doer with John Abdo. Please join us again for more fitness and health tips from master trainer and coach John Abdo.